A failed attempt to hang a monkey left a lasting legacy in Hartlepool, England. We'll talk all about it on this week's episode of The Internet Says It's True. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The Internet Says It's True, where every week we learn something that sounds made up but is really true, part of the WCBE podcast experience. My name is Michael Kent. This is episode 166. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We used to do a lot of really weird stuff to punish animals back in the day. Uh, And I have a few crazy examples of that. I got a fun little piece of mail. Uh, I got this message. It says, loved the episode about washing hands and where it came from. I'm a scrub nurse and shared the episode with everyone from my floor. Uh, Susan S. from Iowa, thank you so much for listening and thanks for, for sharing that episode. That was a fun one to do. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to join the Patreon, become a tizzler. It's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. When you do that, I'm going to send you some stickers in the mail. I'm also going to give you access to Joke Story Trick, 65 episodes of the web show that I did during the pandemic. It's the only place you can hear that. And every week I upload the guest video when we do the quiz. So you get actually watch the guest and you can see, you know, what happens the stuff that I edit out and the stuff that happens before and after we record, which is sometimes pretty fun. You get to hear a little bit of the inside baseball of doing the podcast that way. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. If you want to go above and beyond, go to the Apple Podcasts app. Give us a five-star rating and review. It helps a ton. With all that said, let's get in to this week's episode. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. If you lived in Europe before the 19th century and you witnessed an animal doing something wrong, it would be entirely possible to witness that animal go to trial and be punished the same as a human. There are all kinds of cases of this going back to the 13th century when a pig was executed and in the 14th century a pig was hanged by the neck after killing a child. It had received full legal representation as if it were a person. Before its execution, it was dressed in a suit with pants and gloves and a human mask. Super weird. In the 15th century, there's a story about a rooster being put on trial because it laid an egg. They said the egg was the spawn of Satan and contained a demon. Most of these practices ended in the 1700s, but there was a case in 2004 when Katya the bear was imprisoned in Kazakhstan for 15 years after mauling two people. She was released in 2019. But today's story is about a monkey in Northern England. A monkey so famous, it's still depicted and sang about today. The date of our story isn't certain, but it's reported to have happened during the Napoleonic Wars, which puts it somewhere between 1803 and 1815. There's lots of fun tidbits to talk about with this story, and we're going to tell this crazy story. But first, a quick word from some sponsors. I've got to tell you about this new advertiser with the show, and it may be a company that you've never heard of before. We are in the perfect time of year for this. Each year, people get their holiday decorations out, and inevitably, they can't find the one thing that they want to put out. Smart Labels helps you catalog all the stuff you are putting into storage containers so that when you go to find everything again, it is as simple as uh, just a quick search in the app. And it's not just good for use at home. It's called Smart Labels, and basically, if you have a company with inventory, they are making the management of that inventory as simple and affordable as it can be. So this is perfect for small business owners. Here's 
basically how it works. You buy that Smart Labels QR code stickers on Amazon, right? And then the stickers come, you put one on one of your containers or even like on a shelf, you download the Smart Labels app on your mobile device and all you have to do is scan the code. The app creates a digital container for you. Then you can just write down all the information about the items that you're cataloging. And then you just take a picture, put that on the, the file, super easy to do. You'll have all your inventory easily searchable right in the palm of your hand. And a sticker pack only costs $16. The subscription, this is amazing, $30 a year. You can't beat that. So if you, even if you just want to be super, super organized uh, at home or maybe in your garage, uh, but this is like really perfect for small business, get your smart labels stickers on Amazon today. Once again, they are called smart labels. You're going to want to check them out. If you love listening to this podcast every week and you want to show your support, that would mean a great deal to me. You can do that by becoming a Patreon member. We've got members at all levels, whether you want to pledge $1 a month or $10 a month. Just think about the value that you receive from this show. And if you like the histories and the stories that you learn about or the jokes that you hear, and if you think that they're worth it, consider signing up. For that, you get every episode ad-free and a week early, access to bonuses like the unedited videos of the guest appearances, and 20% off all merchandise. You can sign up today at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. That's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. There was a time that humans used 100% organic products as healing balms and moisturizers for their skin. Well, I've partnered with an awesome company that wants to get back to those times. Fatco sells organic and responsibly made tallow-based skincare products. For centuries, humans used tallow in skin moisturizers and healing bombs, but unfortunately, the topical application of these fats seemed to stop around the same time that animal fats stopped being considered part of a healthy diet. A lot of modern skincare products do more harm than good by stripping your skin of its natural oils. Let's change that. You can try them out now at fatco.com and get 15% off your order by using my promo code INTERNET. Go to theinternetsaysitstrue.com slash deals for the link. In the early 2000s, the city of Hartlepool, England voted to have an official elected mayor rather than a ceremonial one. Many residents of Hartlepool were angry. They didn't want an elected mayor who had power for the first time in the city's history. So in 2002, when the election for mayor took place, there was a protest candidate. His name was Hangus the Monkey, like Angus with an H in front of it. He was the mascot for the local football club. And we'll talk about why in a moment, but this monkey, this man dressed up in a monkey costume, first emerged as a candidate with 100 to 1 odds to win the mayor's race against the Labour Party candidate Leo Gillen. Soon, those odds became 4 to 1, and on May 16, 2002, Hangus the Monkey won the election to be named Mayor of Hartlepool by something like 500 votes. He hadn't campaigned, at least not seriously. He ran on a platform of free bananas for school children. It was purely a protest vote for many citizens of Hartlepool. So that's how the man inside the costume, a guy by the name of Stuart Drummond, became mayor. In his official capacity as mayor inside the mayor's office, he didn't dress as Hangus the monkey, he was just Stuart Drummond. And people liked him so much, he was elected twice more. So why was this mascot so popular? And why was the mascot named Hangus the monkey? It all goes back to a popular legend from the Napoleonic Wars. The legend goes like this. 
Sometime between 1803 and 1815, a French ship sank off the coast of Hartlepool. Hartlepool is a coastal city on the northeast side of the UK, just below Scotland on the east coast. It was one of the most important ports in England. The local fishermen had been observing this French commercial ship off the coast, and this horrible storm blew in. The fishermen watched from the shore as the storm wrecked the French ship. The only survivor, the only one to wash up on shore alive, was a tiny monkey reportedly dressed in a decorative French army uniform. It must have been the ship's mascot to keep the sailors entertained. Now, this is where some versions of the popular legend say that the locals thought that the monkey was a French person, that they had never seen one, so that's what they thought the French looked like. It wouldn't answer their questions when they asked it questions like, where is Napoleon? What are you doing here? So it must have been a French spy, right? This was during a time that everyone was on high alert waiting for a French invasion, and here was this little tiny French hairy spy. And that's pretty hard to believe, but whether or not they thought the monkey was a French spy, they decided that this only survivor of an apparent invading ship was to be tried, and if found guilty of being a spy, it would be hanged. Like in the cases we talked about before, an animal is generally unsuitable to put up any sort of strong legal defense to argue their case. So the monkey was found guilty and sentenced to hanging. The townspeople of the port of Hartlepool gathered near the beach where a gallows had been erected to watch the hanging of a French Napoleonic monkey. They dropped the floor of the gallows and the monkey survived. It didn't hang because it just climbed up the rope. They eventually, I'm not sure how, they eventually did hang the monkey and they became famous for being monkey hangers. So famous that sometimes residents of Hartlepool are referred to, to this day, as monkey hangers. The Hartlepool Football Club embraced the legend in 1999 when they named their mascot Angus the Monkey. Even the Hartlepool Rugby Club, whose official name is the Rovers, are known colloquially as the Monkey Hangers. So is any of this true? It's tough to say. We do know that the legend really took off after a song. And the song was written by a Scotsman, Ned Corman, in 1855. It was up in dear old Hartlepool about the time of France. The Emperor Napoleon was leading us a dance. When up along the coast came a British man of war. The captain's old pet monkey got washed upon the shore. Singing, oh, folks, young folks, everyone and each. Come and see the Frenchie that's landed on the beach. He's got long arms, a great long tail, and he's covered all in hair. We think that he's a spy, so we'll hang him in the square. Well, a Lord Mayor of Hartlepool was walking along the shore when he seen this little hairy man he'd never seen before. Sitting in the sand was this hairy little man clutching a banana in his little hairy hand, singing old folks, young folks, everyone in each. Come and see the Frenchie who's landed on the beach. He's got long arms, a grip, long tail, and he's covered all in hair. We think that he's a spy, so we'll hang him in the square. There is really no evidence of the legend before this song, so some believe that it was the song, a work of fiction, that started the legend. But there's also some evidence to believe that the song just took an existing popular legend and wrote about it. The original lyrics of the song were, The Bottomers Hung the Monkey. Because it turns out this legend also appears in the town Bottom Aberdeenshire, which is a Scottish port up the coast from Hartlepool. 
there are at least two other Scottish towns with similar legends, so we really don't know if there's truth to the story. And there's also a darker origin story. Some people believe that there wasn't a monkey at all, but a small boy that washed up on shore. Boys ages 12 to 14 were employed during those times aboard ships. They were referred to as powder monkeys because their job was to carry gunpowder from the ship's holds to the cannon. So some people think that it was a young French boy who they found dressed in a uniform and unable to communicate with the Englishman who found him, they hanged this boy. Regardless of what the truth actually is, many townspeople, including former Hartlepool mayor Stuart Drummond, Hangus the monkey himself, believe it to be 100% true. So maybe it doesn't matter anymore whether or not it actually happened. What is true is that the legend lives on. And that's how residents of this small town in England got one of the weirdest nicknames to ever exist, the Hartlepool Monkey Hangers. The internet says it's true. It's time for Yap Yap with me and a friend, and this week we're talking to Ben Young. Ben is a comedy magician, and I met Ben a long time ago. He's also an entrepreneur. Uh, he's down in Las Vegas, and, and Ben has done all kinds of stuff, and most recently he's traveled the world several times around performing for the troops. What's going on, Ben? How you been? Good to see you. I'm so excited to be on Yip Yap. Yeah, yap Yap. It's Yap Yap. Yeah, um, yeah, sorry. Do, did you do you remember reading the origin of where that came from? Did you uh, did you see that whole story? This was I didn't read it, but I heard it on the pod. Yeah, there was a there was a yeah. there was a someone who was very upset, not very upset, someone who was upset. Um, the, the fact that we yap yap on this show, and that's what we do, we yap yap. So they you just got to be heard. Yeah, and now they've been heard. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You were very recently in a hospital in Qatar. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Wow, no lead up. Nothing. No, we get right into it on this show. So it was Kuwait. First Kuwait. Of all. I'm sorry, Kuwait. Um, yes. Yeah. So I was overseas performing for the troops, which I know you've done as well. Mm -hmm. um, and on this particular tour, we were doing uh, we were doing Iraq, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and Jordan. Oh, very um, safe places. Yeah, and this was a couple months ago, so okay. I'm a little different. Yeah. Um, but we were the first entertainment to go to Iraq in like 10 years, so it's pretty wow. cool. Wow. The day we got back from Iraq, I uh, it was a, a long story. A lot of health things happened that day, but the long story short was that I had a kidney stone, oh. and they basically like had me just hang out in my hotel room for like three days, wow. <laughs> and, and then they sent me home early from the tour. But uh, it was pretty, it was surreal being in Kuwait, like going to a a hospital in Kuwait, like not on base, but like in the public in the middle of the night. And I got my first ultrasound and that's Jeez. one of my souvenirs from the trip. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. That's but. incredible, man. Uh, you know, that's like one of the worst, you know, send me home from camp stories ever. Uh, yeah. And I didn't want to go home. Let's make that perfectly oh, clear. No, of but course not. The person in charge of the tour was like, yeah, it's best that you you go home. You now. also didn't want to have kidney stones in Kuwait, um, but you know we that's, can't control that true. type of thing. That's uh, true. <laughs> you know, if I've learned anything in the last few weeks, we've had lots of family in the hospital. I'm like, you just can't control this stuff. You just deal with yeah. it as it comes. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad that you're better. I'm glad that you made it back yeah. in one piece, and you didn't miss too much of the tour. You only missed a few no, days, right? No, and and honestly, like I had done the Saudi Arabia Jordan locations already yeah. last year. 
Yeah. And those are the ones that I missed this year. So I kind of was like, well, at least I got to do yeah. the new stuff. I got You're to do not missing ride. anything that you haven't done before. That's exactly. great. That's great. Well, welcome on the show. Uh, you've heard the podcast before, so you know how this works. The first question, we're going to play for a joke. So yeah. if you get it wrong, you just got to tell me a joke. And if you get it right, I'll tell you one. Here's your, your first okay. question. What is the nickname given to people from Hartlepool, England? Is it A, the monkey hangers, B, the cat scratchers, or C, the skunk eaters? So that's either monkey hangers, cat scratchers, or skunk eaters. And it's hardly pool. Hardly pool. Hardly pool. Spelled Har- we, in, in America, pool. we would pronounce it Hartle pool. H-A-R-T-L-E-P-O-O-L. So this is a, a town uh, on the, the northeast coast of the UK called Hartley pool. And what was the first one one more time? The monkey hangers. It's the monkey hangers. For are sure. you, you're sure about that? Yeah. You are correct. It is the monkey hangers. So is this is something you've heard of? No. <laughs> you, but you just wanted to exude some confidence. Yeah, it, it was seems, not the not the cat scratchers. Right. It's not the skunk eaters. It's the monkey hangers. And the reason is yeah. because during the Napoleonic Wars, a uh, French ship was shipwrecked off the coast. And the only survivor was a small monkey in a French military uniform. And uh, thinking that the monkey was a spy, a French spy, they they hanged it. They They tried to hang the monkey and it climbed up the rope. So they couldn't hang it. But then they tried again and they succeeded. So uh, to this day, you know, 200 years later, they're known as the monkey hangers. Wow. I cannot wait for this episode to drop. (laughs) It's a crazy story. The craziest part, in my opinion, of this whole story is the fact that uh, they've named several of their local sports mascots like uh, after the monkey hangers and they're known colloquially as the monkey hangers. And uh, one of those sports mascots is named Hangus as in Angus, like Hangus the monkey. And he was yeah. elected mayor uh, three terms in a row as the monkey. So, wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? The, so people like, voted for that. Yeah. It was a protest vote because they didn't want a mayor. They, they had like a ceremonial oh. mayor and they were changing it to like an elected mayor, which meant it would have power. So this guy, Stuart Drummond, who was the mascot, ran on a bananas for children campaign and um, as Hangus the monkey. And they all voted for Hangus the monkey. So then he showed up to City Hall or whatever, and they were like, you can't wear that outfit in here. And so he just did it as Stuart. Uh, but then they liked him. So he, he was elected for two more terms after that. Um, I've been listening to the pod for a little bit. Yeah. This is one of the wilder things that you've said. Like, it sounds like <laughs> you are just making things up as yeah. you go. And honestly, um, you know, a big part of this podcast is that the stuff has to be true. And this is yeah. one of those where the story is true, you know, but... As far as whether or not the monkey hanging thing actually happened is a little dubious. Uh, And we talk about that. We talked about that a minute ago, you know, in the episode. It's a little dubious as to whether or not this actually happened because there are several other eastern United Kingdom towns that have the same legend. Um, And some of them predate Hartley Pool, but not as famous. Um, There's even a song that goes back to, you know, 19th century that that about the hanging of the monkey. Uh, So. Whether or not it's true, we don't know, but we do know that <laughs> they are known as monkey hangers in Hartlepool, and they yeah. do have this as the mascot of the football club and and the unofficial name of the rugby team and all this stuff. So pretty That's crazy wild. stuff. So I owe you a joke. Here's your joke. A guy walks into a bar with a monkey, and the monkey grabs some olives off the bar, and he eats them. Then he grabs some sliced limes, and he eats them. 
And then he jumps into the pool table. He grabs one of the balls off the pool table, sticks it in his mouth, somehow swallows the thing whole. And the bartender looked at the guy and he goes, did you see what your monkey just did? And he goes, no, what? And he goes, he just ate the cue ball off my table whole. And the guy goes, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He eats everything in sight. Don't worry, I'll pay you for the cue ball. So the guy finishes his drink. He pays his bill. He pays for the stuff the monkey ate and he left. Two weeks later, guy comes back. He's got his monkey with him. He orders a drink and the monkey starts running around this bar. The monkey finds a cherry, a little cherry on the bar, and he grabbed it. And he stuck it up his butt. He pulled it out and then he ate it. Then the monkey finds a peanut, sticks it up his butt, pulls it out and ate it. And the bartender goes, did you see what that filthy ape just did? No, what, says the man. Well, he stuck both a cherry and a peanut in his, peanut in his butt and he pulled him out and he ate him. And the guy goes, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He'll eat anything. But ever since he had to crap out that pool ball, he measures everything first. That's funny. It's a good joke. Not yeah. a bad joke. I just looked for monkey jokes, and that was the first one that came up because uh, I'm running on a uh, little sleep this week. So <laughs> it's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. I was wondering where it was going to go. I yeah. was like trying to keep inventory of all the different items. I'm like, is it going to be a pun? <laughs> like what? No, the items are inconsequential. <laughs> it's more the more the method of ingesting. Uh, okay. For the next question, we're going to play for changing our Facebook profile picture to a Napoleonic army monkey for two days. So if you okay. get this one wrong, I'll supply the image. I've, or you can use, you know, your favorite AI generator to do this. Um, I've got an image for the episode of a, of an army monkey. Uh, and so two days of that, and then you change it. If you get it right, I'll do mine. I'll change mine okay. for two days. Okay. What is the name of the police force? In Harleypool, is it A, the Monkey Knockers, B, the Harleypool Police, or C, the Cleveland Police? Uh, okay, well, B seems too plain, and A seems too obvious. So I think it, you said it was Cleveland, Cleveland Police was the last the one? The Cleveland Police is the third one. It's got to be that. Oh my gosh, you got it right. It is the Cleveland Police. It's the County Cleveland. County Cleveland in the UK. I got to change my Facebook profile to a monkey for two days. I'm glad because I didn't want to. I don't think I've changed my Facebook profile in like six years. Oh, I haven't changed mine in forever. <laughs> I, since I got my new photos taken last year, I haven't changed it. And uh, But it's two days. It's not a big deal. Plus, for my for me, it promotes the episode maybe. So it really does. Maybe yeah. it's a better way, better use of this than if you did it. In which case, it would still promote the thing, but it would, you'd have to explain a little bit more. Maybe I'll share your profile picture change just <laughs> to go. help. Kind of yeah, you can yeah. share it and say, you know, my buddy had to change his, change his profile picture to a... So uh, what's, what's the latest for you? What are you working on now, now that you're home and healthy? I like to say, uh, you know, I do a little bit of everything and a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. So uh, like you, um, you know, booking like holiday parties sure. for December. Um, and then I have a foam party company that I know you know about, um, yeah. that is F O A M for people that are listening. It's not phone, phone party, no, a foam, foam party. Yeah. So, uh, a bunch of bubbles. We do it for kids and families and, and churches and schools and stuff like that. So it's like a giant pile of bubbles that kids play in. Um, so that's really busy in the summer, but it slows down in the winter, but, uh, we do snow parties in the winter. So we have these cool snow machines. It's a similar kind of like so solution. It's bubble based. I was going to say, it, is that just one like little knob on the on the bubble maker? It says make smaller bubbles now. Almost it's yeah. a little different, but 
Uh, but yeah, it's like atmospheric snow. And so out here in Las Vegas, where no one knows what snow looks like anyways, uh, it's pretty popular to cool. go to people's houses and make it snow and that oh, kind of Oh, absolutely. Thing. So I bet it is. And that and then, you know, a couple other things too. But yeah, just being a magician and such. We went to uh, Disney World last year around uh, Thanksgiving time and got to see it snow in Florida. It's so cool. It's so it's, it's so just cool. so neat when it's snowing out of context. But uh, yeah, three nights ago, I think three or four nights ago, I stayed over in the at a hotel in the Cleveland airport and we got real snow, uh, two or three inches of it overnight. And I only got to sleep for like three hours because I, I I stayed here for the trick or treaters on Tuesday night. And as soon as the last trick-or-treater came through, I got in my car and I drove to Cleveland because I had a 5.30 flight out of Cleveland in the morning. And in those however many hours that I slept, there was two or three inches of accumulated really like wet, thick, heavy snow. And it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Nice. And I'm not, just because I wasn't ready for snow yet. It just wasn't, sure. didn't, didn't feel yeah, like that Yeah, it's a little time. early. You said that was like the night of Halloween or like the it, night yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the night of Halloween. Uh, you're originally from Tennessee, so you they yeah. get snow in, in where you're from, right? We get a little bit. A little bit? Yeah, we'd get like two inches or something, and yeah. they would, you know, cancel all the schools because no <laughs> one knows what to do. <laughs> well, you know, even in Ohio, I feel like the first snow that comes through, they do that. They're like, the, it didn't used to be that way, but it definitely is now. Like, the, if there's a little bit of ice on the ground, they're like, cancel, shut it down. Man, my both my parents were teachers and my dad uh taught kind of in the mountains kind of in like the smoky mm-hmm. mountain area and so the joke was is that if they even called for snow they would cancel his school because it was so hard if it actually did snow for people yeah. to get through the mountainous roads and stuff to school Man. so it was always like oh yeah if they even talk about it if i'm a kid in that school district i'm making friends with the local meteorologist and paying him some money to, camp, right. to call for snow in that game. <laughs> All right. So for the third question, we're going to play for a sticker. We always play for the Internet Says It's True sticker. Uh, that's always the third question prize. Uh, and so here is that question. People from the city of Hartlepool are sometimes called monkey hangers, but they have a few other nicknames. Which one of these is not a nickname for people from Hartlepool? So two of these are correct. One of them is not. A, chimp choker. B, Poolies, or C, South Scots? It's a tough one. This one's what pretty tough. The, what was the second one again? Poolies. So, Chimp Choker, Poolies, or South Scots? I'm going to go with Poolies. The answer South Scots is made up. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Chimp Choker, oh, they call them. Uh, Poolies for Hartlepool and uh, South Scots. It's south of Scotland. So I made that one up because I thought that it, it would be a tough one. So that it was sounds, a little bit yeah, of a it trick question. like, oh, like if I don't know anything about the place, it could totally. It's like the Cleveland police one. It's yeah, exactly. Cleveland police one was that. probably the most the trickiest of all of these because uh, I was in Cleveland two nights ago doing a show. And uh, I was like, oh, they're definitely whoever the guest is. I didn't I didn't know who my guest was going to be when I wrote this. And I said, whoever the guest is may have seen my Facebook that I was just in Cleveland and think that I just threw that in there. There's a little bit of psychology happening with it, but you saw through it. So you, you can't get anything by me. That's except right. For this. Except for the last question. <laughs> you're, you're one or you're, you're two for three at this point. Uh, and here's question four. this one. We're going to play for an admission of the best thing that's happened to us this week. 
So, um, you know, whatever that might be within the next week, I've done this before this type of stakes, but with a year. And I thought it might be more fun just to do this week because it's easier to think of. Uh, the name Hartley pool is derived from middle English. Hartley pool is like three words, which meant what a east of land B pool of stags or C pool of blood. This is uh, another hard one now that I look at it. So it's either East of Land, Pool of Stags, or Pool of Blood. So my gut is saying Pool of Blood, but that also sounds more like something you would make up than Pool of Stags. Oh, okay. So I think Pool of Stags. The answer, it's Middle English for Pool of Stags. You are correct. Uh, that's, that's correct. It's old middle English, heart, lipu, pool of stags. There's also some like older names that have the word H-A-R-T in them for this area. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just realized that like all my questions were about Hartley pool and nothing about monkeys. So maybe next time we'll talk about monkeys. You don't have like a question about like monkey pox or anything? Nothing like that. No questions about like the football club or any, I should have done a question about the local football club, but, uh, yeah, all Hartley pool questions. Now, You've you've got done very well. You've done uh, three questions correct out of four, but uh, this is your final one, and it's for all the marbles. So if you get this question right, you're welcome back on the podcast literally anytime you want. Just let me know, and you're back on. Um, but if you get this one wrong, uh, I'm gonna unfriend you and delete you from my phone. So uh, here, okay. you're you're banned for life <laughs> from being my friend. In your opinion, this is just your opinion, uh, but it still can be right or wrong. Uh, what sports team has the best mascot and what sports team has the worst mascot? So I am so unathletic. I don't follow <laughs> any sport. The The only sport I've ever followed is marching band. Not uh, a sport. I would gladly say as a, hard, as like, a hardcore marching yeah, band person. Yeah. Um, so when you kind of told me this might be a question, I had to like look up mascots, um, <laughs> which is great. probably enough to get me kicked off the pod anyways. Yes. Um, but so least favorite uh, should probably be my high school's okay. mascot. Which was that? We, we were called the Rebels. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Was it just like an old guy with a gray outfit and a mustache? At one point, like by the time I was in high school, we didn't have an actual mascot, but we were still called the Rebels. Oof. And it obviously has a lot of <laughs> sure. Veteran You're in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is East Tennessee. And so a few years ago, I think there was a petition to like change the name. I don't think anything has happened, but good for them. Um, so that feels like a worthy. Yeah. Least favorite. Sure. Ironically, though, at UNLV here, they're also the Rebels. But I think it's a different kind. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, but I don't know. Um, so then to find my like most favorite mascot, I was like, maybe I should be supportive of like a Las Vegas team since it doesn't really matter. And so uh, our hockey team has oh, what is his name? It is uh, Chance the Gilla Monster. Wait, and what? I th- a fitting favorite, okay? He's like this yellow lizard gecko-y looking thing. But I, you're the, is, aren't they the Golden Knights? The Golden Knights is the team, but the actual mascot is this is, is okay. a lizard. I've I've never seen this. I'm gonna Google it as we as we go. That's what I did. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny because when I looked up like what it was, 
it's an actual animal. It's a Gila monster, a Gila yeah, monster. Right. I don't know how to pronounce it. And the description of it is it is a venomous lizard that lives in the southwest US, but is rarely seen because it's usually underground, is large and slow moving. Oh, I so I and know I what a, a Gila monster is. I think it's Gila. That's probably what it is. It's G I L A. Yeah. I th- I think it might be Gila monster. Um you know, my friend Matt Dillahunty would be the person to tell me about this. He's all about rept- reptiles. Now that I look at this, I have seen this mascot and I never yeah. I never knew that it was that's what it was supposed to be. I guess it's, it looks kind of like a snake a little bit. Yeah, it's you can tell it's some sort of like reptile, but I think it's funny this selection because they're like, "Oh, we're going to do a poisonous lizard." All right, that's cool because it's like, you know, rar, look out for me. But then it in the description I read it was like, "Yeah, they're pretty much underground all the time and they're big and slow." <laughs> that's amazing and a correct answer. Um, I don't know what it is about hockey mascots. You know, I, here in Columbus, we have the Columbus Blue Jackets and our mascot is a bee uh, named Stinger. And yeah. I've always thought I, I hate Stinger. I love the Blue Jackets. I, I do not like our mascot. Our original mascot was a cannon named Boomer. And they got rid of Boomer because it was uh, with its wheels. It was a, it was an, one of those inflatable mascot uniform outfits. Okay. And with its yeah. wheels, it was very phallic looking. The whole thing was very phallic. And there were lots of jokes about Boomer. Um, so they got rid of it. But I love Boomer. I think it's a, in Columbus when the hockey team, when when teams come in to play Columbus, they hate it because we have a literal cannon. Um, Blue Jackets yeah. is a reference to Civil War Blue Jackets. Uh, and there's a cannon that fires when we score a goal and when the team comes out and stuff and it scares the crap out of people. So that's where you get the cannon. But the the CBJ Stinger B thing, I just uh blue jackets i guess they thought maybe like yellow jackets that's what i was thinking i really don't know actual yellow jacket yeah it doesn't make sense to me um i'm gonna look this up why is blue jackets a b um we'll find out real quickly um so do they still fire the cannon or did they remove the whole cannon oh no yeah they still have the cannon they still fire the cannon it's the coolest part of going to a game um and and so I think the blue jacket, yellow jacket thing is where that came from. I'm pretty sure. But he's green. He's not even blue. Uh, he's a green bee. Uh, Who is in charge of picking? I it's I don't know, but it's bad. It, I do not like Stinger. Um, and and there are just some there are worse ones in the NHL, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I, I, there are some just really weird, really weird mascots where my whole system is getting weird now. My whole computer is starting to slow down. For those of you who've watched on Patreon the last couple months, you'll notice that we've had a little laggy business on on uh, Zoom, and that will hopefully be changed next week when my new computer is here. Can't wait for that. Ben, you went four for five, an incredible showing, a wonderful job. Um, not perfect, but you know, what can you do? You got to learn a little bit more about the uh, the the the. the chimp chokers and the poolies um what can you do um it's a wild story yeah it is a crazy story and uh, you can learn all about it you know when you listen this week but it's it's uh the monkey hangers of hartley pool tell people where they can learn about you online so basically ben young live on any of your social or your favorite social media platforms or website 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's not do anything. Okay. I never told you the best thing that happened to me this week because I lost question four. You you won question four. I will say the best thing that happened, and I had a hard week. I had a very hard week. Um, my, I have a few things. My father-in-law got out of the hospital. So that's one of the best things because he's been in the hospital for a few weeks. Um, visited my stepmother today in the hospital and she seems to be doing a little bit better today. Um, and my third thing is my show in Cleveland was a whole lot of fun. I had three fun shows this week, but the one in Cleveland was sold out for a supper club uh, called the music box supper club. And I left that gig thinking I want to do this gig every year. Uh, if not several times a year, because it was just so much fun. A bunch of my old friends from college came to visit and surprised me. That was amazing. And it was just one of those gigs that you walk away from and you're like, man, that was a good one. That was a really fun one. So that's awesome. Where you're like, oh, that's why I do this. Yeah, it was one of those where like it helps you forget that you haven't slept, you know, in a week. So uh, it just from start to finish was just a ton of fun. And uh, I I had had some tech troubles early in the week. I had early morning 3 a.m. wake up calls all week and and it was just one of those where it was like the perfect cap to a to a hard week so so there you go so back to your back to your plug uh ben what is the website ben young live either.com or on any of your favorite social media platforms ben young live go check him out you can see uh everywhere that he's performing and what about your phone party business how can people who are in your area find out about that yeah it's uh, foamfever.com. Um, I have a location here in Vegas and one in Nashville. If you are in neither of those, then go to foampartymasters.com. And it's actually a listing site that I'm part of the group to put that together where you can find other foam party providers in your oh, area. That's a cool idea. That's great. Foam and fever. I, Let's just hope like that one day there's never, you know, people that get sick from foam because then you're gonna have to rename your business. The um, can- irony is that I started that during COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> and I actually had the thought of like, is it wrong for me to put this in the name? But no one ever said anything. So it's yeah, fine. the foam somehow kills COVID, I think. Can you put that in your promo now that we don't know? You know, I never said it, but I think people <laughs> sort of assumed it's in soap, the beginning right? that it would do it. Yeah, basically soap. So like I kind of <laughs> let people think what they wanted to. Yeah. Now, Michael, I feel like it's not fair to like, for me to have the opportunity to say the best part of my week and then to lose it. Yeah. Please, please tell me the best part of your week. And it doesn't even have to do with me. So my girlfriend, Marissa is a content creator and she has a page called Marissa's mini life. Okay. It's with one R two S's. Um, she opens miniature toys. So listeners who have kids, if you're familiar with like mini brands, and this mini is the birth, weirdest thing, dude. It's so weird. I understand how popular it is. But it's so weird. Does she know how well, weird it is? I think so, but it's also pretty <laughs> cute. So she okay, okay, I'll give you that. Like, so the and I have to be careful what I say because I'm trying to plug her. So like, <laughs> she, uh, she hit twenty thousand followers last night. Wow, that's incredible for Facebook. Jeez. Yeah. So she's been at it for about six months or so. Congrats uh, to Marissa. New videos up every day. We launched her website today, or by the time people listen to it, it'll be up. What is it again? Um, Marissa's mini what? Marissa's mini life. Mini yep. life. And the mini refers yep. to the things that she opens. That's right. That's like small. so cool. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I have friends with kids. I don't have kids, but I have friends with kids who tell me like, I, I think it was Jonathan Burns was the first one to tell me that his daughters love watching videos of people opening things. And I was like, what? Yeah. 
It's just bizarre yeah. to me that, and, and that is, it's very popular with little kids, and I just don't understand it. it. it I'm not putting this on Marissa. She's just latching on yeah. to a to a trend. Um, well, but she started. She just started collecting them. She just enjoyed them, and then she kind of got the idea of like, well, what if I just? And there's well, that's incredible because there are so many people that love love watching those videos. Little kids will love watching those videos and stuff. So, and she edits them down to under a minute, and it's really fast, extremely aesthetic. Sure. Um, it's Listen, easy to get in. as much crap as I'm giving you and, and your girlfriend for this, uh, I have stopped on lives on TikTok and watched for way longer than I'm proud to admit of people opening stuff like baseball cards. So I totally get it. Uh, I totally get it. People just sit and do lives where they open pack after pack after pack of baseball cards looking for the one that's worth, you know, lots of money. So I don't understand why it's intriguing, but it is. And we can't fault people, them for that. People like it. Look, I told my parents about it. They're in their 60s and 70s. And they're like, what? What is it? And now <laughs> they both watch all the videos. Oh, that's it. amazing. How supportive is that? Who knows? That's so cool. Awesome, man. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for, for joining the show. Uh, it's been awesome to have you on, man. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks for having me. That's all for this week. Thank you so much to Ben Young for being my guest, and thanks to you for listening. Here's the voice of a small French powder monkey. Thank you for listening to The Internet Says It's True. To listen to episodes ad-free and a week early, support us on Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash Michael Kent. If you learned something just now that you didn't already know, go to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review with five stars and a few words. That helps us a ton, because that's how the algorithm works. I don't know what an algorithm is, but just do it! See you next week for a brand new episode of The Internet Says It's True! The Internet Says It's True would like to thank the Patreon subscribers whose monthly contributions help to make this show possible. Sean Brown, Joshua Endress, Dallas Ray, Bryce Swanson, Eugene Anderson, Jim and Joanne Martin, Mitch and Andrew Joseph Kemplin, and the show's official emperor, KickTrack. The show is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Finite Music Forge, and all audio clips in this episode are used for education and commentary and used under Fair Use Title 17 USC Section 107. You can listen to past episodes by searching for The Internet Says It's True wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Kent. 